Hello there, and welcome to episode three of Unknown Regions Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle, and as usual, I'm here with my son, Colin, as my co-host. Hello, Colin. Hello, Mom. So today, we are just getting right to it. We have to talk about The Force. This movie is out. It is what? It's Monday. This movie is out on Thursday. Uh, And we got to talk about The Force because it's very, very important, obviously. Like, that's a duh, that it's very important. But we really, 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 what we need to talk about is the balance of the force, because that's the thing that is most hotly debated and probably misunderstood, or maybe hopefully understood. But that's what we're mm. going to try to get to today is some understanding of what is going on with the balance of the force. So just starting from the beginning, this term did not exist till 1999 in The Phantom Menace. The original trilogy really, like on paper, shows no kind of reference at all to a balance in the force it was a very simple story about good guys versus bad guys the good guys uses the light side of the force the bad guys used the dark side of the force or so that's that's what it appeared to be so there just wasn't a whole lot of gray area i hate to use that word because people freak out when you hear the word gray in star wars (laughs) but i mean it, it was there was no gray area it was black it was white good versus evil seemingly the good side won at the end of Return of the Jedi. Seemingly. Seemingly. So when this came when this movie in nineteen ninety nine came out and there's all this talk of what's a, what what's balance of the force? What is yeah. that <laughs> stuff about? You know, it was confusing and I think it still is confusing today. I think the sequel trilogy is going making huge strides as to what it means, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Okay, so George Lucas in a fairly famous and passed around video. I know it's an extra on a DVD. I'm sorry. I'm not like really up on keeping track of what DVD it's on. But he's sitting in a room full of Lucasfilm people and he's basically preaching about what the force is. And I'm going to paraphrase because I didn't take quotes, but he says the core of the force is light side and dark side. One is selfish and one is selfless. And so coming to the dark side, you'll be consumed with wanting and then you'll fear what you've gained. And fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering, which we've all heard before. Mm. Okay, so none of that, none of that, it is scripture. None of (laughs) that really makes the dark side sound too great. (laughs) That's true. That, the you know, bad stuff can happen when you succumb to the dark side is the lesson. Yeah, we know that. We do know that, but I think the flip side of that is that you can't get rid of one or the other. You can't get rid of the dark side. Mm. Because why? Because it's in the core of the force. Meaning core it's, of the force. It's part of the universe. You can't have light without dark. You mm-hmm. can't have life without death. That's why the sequel trilogy has been so good about, you know, giving us actual visuals in right. The Last Jedi of what... True, true balance looks like do you want to talk about what visuals you're speaking of uh well in the last jedi when she's up on the rock ray's up on the rock and luke is giving her the first lesson Mm -hmm. ironically he's teaching her about the balance of the force yeah i say ironically because i don't really think he gets it until yeah (laughs) the very end of the 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 last jedi but so let's for our purposes define what we think balance of the force is ah yes here we go because it's (laughs) It's simple and yet complicated. Okay. 
Yeah, it is complicated. Do you want me to t- just lay out what we think the definition is, or you want to do it? Well, is it what we... Is it the one we're thinking, We've... or is it the one that I brought up earlier before this? Oh, before recording, actually, he had, like, like... a really interesting thing to say. But uh, no, just, like, the basic <laughs> definition of uh, what we think balance... Yeah, you of the... can go ahead. Okay. So, I've come to understand, this is my opinion... This is not the opinion of Lucasfilm. Well, it actually is the opinion of Lucasfilm. Because no, you're saying some... it is. That's what you're saying. <laughs> Someone in the story group on Twitter basically confirmed. I mean, I don't know if his personal opinions represent the opinions of Lucasfilm either. Maybe. I don't want to name names, so I'm not going to. And also, I couldn't find the tweet, so I don't want to like oh. <laughs> say who it was. But it was someone that works in the story group. And basically, he... No blackmailing. Be Just since I couldn't find the direct tweet i don't want to you know misquote in any way and yeah. get in trouble for that so let's just say it was someone in the story group who is active on twitter mm-hmm. um basically said his belief of what balance is is the same as mine which is you have the light side and you have the dark side the dark side cannot be ignored pushed down gotten rid of um otherwise uh, think bad things will happen it's just as bad to ignore the dark side as it is to succumb to it. Mm. Either way, mm. either way, you're not healthy. Yeah. So, but here's where it gets complicated. Because, yeah, you have the light side and the dark side. You cannot ignore your dark side. It's always going to come back and bite you in the ass if you do. Ooh. That's, so, that's a that's a swear. Oh, I mean, it's a semi swear. I don't. Okay. Even, <laughs> okay. I don't know if it's a full on swear. Okay, but the kids. Okay, but it's gonna bite <laughs> you in the butt. <laughs> yeah. But here's where it maybe gets confusing and complicated, and and I admit this is complicated, but balance of the force in the force is not the same thing as balance of the force within an individual person. Mm. Because, and this, I, you know, we have the prime Jedi image on the floor in the temple on Octu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's the prime Jedi. He's the first. Right. This is a representation of the Jedi Order from the very beginning. How do we know that that's what it's called, by the way? Uh, they never say that. It's in books. I have it's like a, books. it's probably, I want to say it's in the uh, Last Jedi um, visual dictionary. And it's also... Oh. In that really cool book that I just got that not that long ago, I think it's called Secrets of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's in there too. And it, and it, it speaks of prime. It speaks of prime being, like, first and not like ideal. Like I think those are two ways of looking at it. But I guess it could be both. It, I think it's both. <laughs> okay, I yeah. think that's what like prime is a good word. Okay. Anyway, first and and like the essence of what the Jedi originally were. Okay. Were, yeah. Was half. It, it's a yin yang. Uh, clearly, it's a yeah. take on. Yeah. By the way, kudos to whatever artist that you film came up with that design because it's awesome. And if I thought it I smacks. could get, if I thought I could get a decent representation of a tattoo of that, it's probably what <laughs> I would get. Um, but anyway, it's half dark and it's half light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like a yin yang. Right. Would be. So that right there tells me that initially. Uh, the Prime Jedi respected the fact that half of the Force is dark. Right. And they acknowledged that. Mm-hmm. And they didn't run away and go to an island out of fear. 
because of it. Right. <laughs> they went to the island to be like communing with both sides of the force. You know what I mean? Yeah. They weren't retreating in fear. I wonder who the one, who the individual was who like made it known that the dark is bad then. Um. Enter next Star Wars trilogy. Enter Ryan Johnson's <laughs> next Star Wars film. Yeah. Hopefully, I yeah, mean, yeah. in a in a perfect world, that's what we would get. I, mm, oh, that'd be so cool. I'll faint <laughs> from happiness if really that happens. Cool. So anyway, again, it's yeah. it's complicated because the Force is made up of half light and half dark. But um, as we know, as human beings, you can't be as an individual half light and half dark because the dark will take a hold of you and it will take over and you will succumb Mm -hmm. to the selfishness and you know bad stuff happens yeah i.e the sith true so um but also and this is this is kind of where i lose people right away when i'm trying (laughs) to talk about this because they're just like no george said the dark side is bad i'm like no he never said that as far as i ever heard He's never said dark side equals pure evil and you must always stay away from it and you must never look at it. And you, you know, I don't, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he did say that Mm -hmm. whenever, you know, back in the day. But I would argue that even if he did say that, go watch Mortis and go watch Rebels. There's a change afoot. Because there was a if he once thought that, I don't think he thinks that anymore. I think he did think that, though. I think he did for episode four, definitely. Well, like, and you know. Episode five, maybe even a little bit. But... It's questionable. Because, you know, I, you know, no. I sat and watched those movies yeah. through the lens of the Force. I did that recently. And there is no real concrete evidence that he had a concept of of the balance of the force that equals what we kind of see in Mortis and um, Rebels. Like, it's... If it's there, it's very covert. Mm-hmm. And very mm-hmm. subtextual. Okay. I see things in there that are, could possibly be subtextual, but I really think his goal with the original trilogy was to keep it simple for the kids. Yeah. Good guys versus bad guys, and in the end, um, good wins out over bad. Right. And he and you know Vader turns back and out of love and what you know we know the story. Yeah. So I think that was uh, <laughs> we know the story. <laughs> we know the story. Yeah. Anyway, um, but again, but going back to what I was saying, you need a certain amount of selfishness to survive. Yeah. It's a necessary thing. Uh-huh. If you didn't have a certain amount of selfishness, you would starve to death. You wouldn't clothe yourself. You wouldn't care about having shelter. Taking it very literally. I am but, taking it very yeah. literally, but mm-hmm. that's what it is. Like that's selfishness. If you were purely selfless, uh-huh. you wouldn't care if you survived a day. True. You wouldn't care if your kids survived. You so wouldn't. What's your ca- point? My point is, you re- require a certain amount of dark side respect, healthy respect, to to even just exist. So. And again, and like death is, death in itself is not evil. So are we equating dark side to selfishness? Yes. That's is that what, what they do in the, in the story? George Lucas has said verbatim. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, I see. And then we see it visual, we get a visual representation of that with Mortis. Mm-hmm. Like, 
the son is the dark side and he is selfish. The daughter is the light side and she is selfless. And they balance each other. Mm -hmm. Ideally. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. The selfishness and selfish or selflessness. Yes. They're both very apparent in that. In the mortis. Yeah. They make it crystal clear what they're talking about Mm -hmm. in that. Uh, So, again, a certain amount of selfishness is required as a human to to even just to, to just live. Right. So to equate the dark side with evil is where I think yeah. the breakdown occurs. Because that's saying that we're like all evil, even. If you take it on the literal level, then if you said that dark side is evil and they dark side represents selfishness, then like we're all selfish in our own ways. You know what I mean? You know we have saying? to be selfish in certain yeah. ways mm-hmm. or we don't survive. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I've, I do not believe that I and a lot of people don't get that. Like I've talked to so many people and they're like, nope, George said the dark side's bad. I'm like, I, I really don't think he did. Mm-hmm. And even if he did, we have Mornis to say, <laughs> maybe, maybe not, like maybe not. Okay. So here we go with the complication. If the force is half light and half dark, if it's a 50, 50 split, mm. the force is, you know, for all intents and purposes, godlike. Yeah. And the Force can handle that. Yeah. The Force can handle that. The Force can handle that. But humans cannot. Yeah. You cannot be a 50-50 split because the dark side will take over. You will become selfish and you will become obsessed with ever with whatever it is you desire to have. Maybe power if you're a Sith. So first I... So wait, can I say something? Yeah. So let me interject... So when you say that something is 50-50, you're also saying that something is equal to something else completely. So, like, that in itself is not even possible. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Well, we're talking about a fictional entity of the Force. Oh, we're not talking about the individual yet? Because I thought earlier you said it's not possible for balance to exist within the, in- the Force. The Force of an individual, you said something like that? Okay. Let me see. It's confusing. <laughs> yeah, okay. I guess it the is. The Force is half light and half dark okay yes it can handle itself in that respect the force can the force can handle itself like the cosmic force yes the living force too okay but the force collective all things force is okay with that yes okay however within the individual person Mm -hmm. we cannot handle that they yeah. in the universe okay. of Star Wars cannot handle That's that. That's what I'm saying. And neither That's... can we. Yeah, okay, I'm on the same page now. Because the Force is just a metaphor for the psychology of the human being. Indeed. It's metaphorical. Yes. It's metaphorical. Oh, oh no. Print, Shirts. print that. Merch, merch. <laughs> merch, merch. It's funny. It's metaphorical okay. for the human oh, no. psychology. Interesting. And, you know, we know that George Lucas read Campbell and... Into the metaphors. And red, (laughs) young, you know, all of that stuff is involved in this, the writing of the story. So. Right. Yeah. Anyway. And plus I have a psychology background, so I see a lot of things through that lens a lot. But it is, it is a metaphor for the human psychology. Some ego, super ego id type of stuff too in there a little bit. Yeah. I'm sure it's all That's like, to me, the, the most obvious parallel psychologically that you can draw between star wars and a psychological concept like that is something the id the 
the id, the ego, and the superego. You know about that, right? Obviously. I'm yeah. Assuming. I think that that's like obvious that that's what that's going. I for. see a lot more Jungian stuff, to oh. be honest. Well, just okay. because of the whole shadow concept and all of that, and that's I guess yeah. Um, that's the dark side. That's everyone's dark side. Yeah. You have this baggage that you carry around, and if you let it fester, if you ignore it, if you don't acknowledge its existence, if you don't process it, at some point, it's going to rise up and get you and make you do things that, and take over. It's the dark side taking over. Mm, where's that enter old lady from resistance? Well, right yeah, now, we gotta right talk now, about... Right now, right now, this is a good time, this is a good time. Right I don't want to... Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> That's perfect segue right there. I, I guess it is. I wanted to talk about Mortis and the Bendu first, but... Oh, okay, let's talk about Mika Gray. Yeah, we got to now. So that's... here's this little show that's kind of getting lost in the ocean of all the Star Wars that's been coming at us, True. the Mandalorian. And the I forget it's on all the time. Rise of... So do I. Like, yeah. last night, I finished watching Watchmen, and I was still thinking about that, and I went... Shout out. Ugh. You don't get to <laughs> shout out because you haven't watched it yet. Well, I'm shouting it out for you. But continue. <laughs> uh, anyway forgot and there it was on my dvr like oh my gosh darn it i keep forgetting resistance is on sunday night too yep but a couple of weeks ago there was an episode of resistance that blew my mind like not even just like was really good but actually blew my mind that they were addressing this stuff because yeah. they don't they don't usually talk about forcey stuff on that show too much mm-hmm. but it was called uh relic raiders i think is the name of the episode it's a good name yeah i like that and one. there's a character a new character named uh mika gray mm-hmm. gray her last name's gray indeed they're not even trying to be you know subtle about this true and she but has gray fine. she has gray hair yep indeed. or white i guess anyway um she said something in that episode that i actually like i think <laughs> i out loud went oh my god <laughs> Here is this show that probably not a lot of people are watching because two year olds are watching. Two year olds like it, but like it's a lot of Star Wars fans have written it off as unimportant. Mm-hmm. And just like that rollout um, series on YouTube, which everybody thinks is for tiny little kids and no one's really paying attention to. Oh, is that the thing that's voiced by Zuko? Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, that's okay. actually Galaxy of Adventures. Oh, okay, that's Rollout is where everybody looks like a BB-8. That's yeah. That's All right, the characters that's right. look like a BB-8. Right. There is some heavy-duty yeah, no, metaphorical <laughs> stuff going down on that show funny, or on yeah. that YouTube series. Yeah. But anyway, back to Mika Gray again. No one's giving respect to the show. She dropped a quote that <laughs> the bomb. I just couldn't believe. She basically summed up the entire story of Star Wars. In a couple of sentences. And I wrote this down <laughs> verbatim because it's that important. Okay. Where did I write it? Because you made me go out of order. Oh, there it is. Okay, so this is regarding the fact that the Jedi tend to build temples on top of Sith temples. Yes. Which is odd a little when weird. you think about it. Like, why not just build it somewhere else? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But because the Jedi became basically like their M.O., was to suppress the dark side and the Sith. Even Obi-Wan says Sith Lords are our speciality. Remember? Yeah, he's, it's, it was, okay, let me just read the quote. Yeah, sure. So it's rega- it's in regards to the Jedi temples being built on top of the Sith temple, which we find in this episode. Mm-hmm. She says, it's a purification of suppression. 
on a show for tiny little kids. Keep going, keep going. It's a purification of suppression. But ultimately, you'll find these things always rise to the surface. Mm. (laughs) That is some deliciousness. That's good. And pure Star Wars force lore. Not for a child. Well, I mean, (laughs) it's going to go over their heads for sure. Yeah. Purification of suppression. Like, think about that for a second. They're basically trying... What's that? You want to describe what that means? <laughs> I mean, it me- to me, it means they are consumed with suppressing the Sith uh, and and fearful. Yep. Right. They're suppressing it because they're afraid that it's going to take over. Mm-hmm. So they literally build <laughs> their light side temple over the top of the dark side temple. True. I'm sorry, but I don't really need to know anything else. Like, that is a quote that just, yeah, that's it. That transcends all the Star Wars lore, and it makes it all make sense if you just look at it from that perspective. It totally does. Yeah. So, and then in the story, they're actually after a relic, a dark side, the the lady's after a relic of the dark side because she knows Kylo Ren is is sending around these uh, new troopers. (sighs) So cool. Raider troopers They're or something so cool. cool. And um, collecting these relics. And she has taken it upon herself to get there before they do, basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's Ralph McQuarrie font everywhere in this episode. Yeah, that art is actually really cool. The art of that episode is, like, top tier. I really yeah. like it. There's a so. symbol inside the temple um, that, of course, Kaz accidentally triggers. <laughs> because that's all he does is trip and fall. and Yeah. Turn things stuff. on when he shouldn't. Yep. Um, and it is the symbol that is on the, um, the pal- I can't even talk. Palps' throne mm-hmm. in the trailer for... Palps's. Palps's throne in the trailer for Rise of Skywalker. It has that symbol in the middle yeah. on the back of the chair, I guess you would say. So it's an important uh, episode. Strongly recommend. If you haven't seen that episode, yeah. Yeah. just go watch it because there's so much going on there. It's also a very interesting twist on what a Sith temple can be like. Because I think, like, when we think of a Sith temple, we just think you walk in, there's, like, maybe a big sarcophagus at the, in the middle of the room, and then there's, like, an altar somewhere. But, like, this one was, like, mechanical. And, like, there were traps and stuff. I really like it. I like that thought. Like, that, that uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The take on, like, the take on a Sith temple. Because, like, we've seen the one in, like, in Rebels. We've mm-hmm. seen the one in... That one's... Tri- those are tricky, too. Like, there's always trickiness about these Sith temples, but that's... Well, that one didn't really have that many... There were, there were like, things you had to accomplish, but there weren't, like, things trying to get you. Like, you know what I mean? There were people there that were trying to get the characters, Right, but... exactly. There's there's always some trickiness going on in a Sith temple, because why? Because the dark side the <laughs> is a little tricky. Yeah, yeah, I guess. You gotta pay attention to what you're doing and not let it get the best of you. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting... They were talking about temples and how, like, the dichotomy between the Jedi Temple and the Sith Temple. Because there is... I know you haven't seen this. Well, no, no, no. Maybe you did see this. I can't remember if you saw me play this part of this game. Jedi Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a temple in there that is, like, not not Jedi nor Sith. So nope, it's like Force haven't users. seen that. Okay. Because you betrayed me it's interesting, and though, played that it we without talk me. Of, okay, it's interesting that we... We talk about temples and how, like, there are ways of keeping people out that these temples have. Like, even the Jedi temples also do that. Mm-hmm. The, the, you, ha- you usually have to have, like, some type of... 
advantage to get into one. Normally there's not, like, traps in them or, like, dangerous artifacts in there, but there's normally, like, a gate that you have to get through. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can kind of, you know that, right? You can think of that. But sure. um, there's a task that needs to be accomplished. This temple is like that, but it's not Jedi. But when And, like, when you get in, it's neither Jedi nor Sith. Well, who built it? Uh, the Zepho. See? <laughs> um, All you yeah, people out there who know about the Zepho? Disclaimer man? that I don't know anything about the Zepho because my son stabbed okay. me in the back and went and played this game through without me watching, and I'm very upset about it. <laughs> well, and maybe Resistance will bring it up. Honestly, they're into, like, the lore of the history, it seems, so... Maybe, but anyway, um, there's there's information in the game that you learn about the Zepho, about how way back when, like before the wars, before anything, the Zepho found the Force, and it was like such a, prim uh, a medieval idea that it was kind of like, what the heck can we even call this? So they called it like the Wind or something like that. They didn't even call it the Force back then. And there was like a lot of... This, there's a lot of stuff you can learn throughout the game and like how everyone used it for good and then one guy realized, oh wait, I could use this to gain. And so that, I think, is kind of the first... Talking chronologically and historically, mm -hmm. I think that is the first instance we know about of... That is canon. That is when the Force was used for bad. And I think it's interesting that like the Force wasn't even understood. And it was used for that's bad. That's extremely that's my point. important. Yeah, that's my point. Is and that like they didn't even know what it, to call it? They didn't even barely know how to use it, but they knew that it could be used for suffering and stuff like that. And so, narratively, why would they put that in a game that they just mm. released? Yeah, you know, a couple of months before this movie. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Preemptive. Because strike. they're trying desperately to get people to understand what's going on yeah. with the force. Yeah. And why the force's point of view is the most important point of view in all of Star Wars and represents George Lucas's point of view, I would even argue up to a certain point. Mm. Interesting. Since he's sort of the creator, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Of totally. this whole thing. You gotta assume someone's perspective. Right. And so why not his I just I think that's where the break down might occur for some people is they're looking at it from the point of view of the Jedi or the Sith or Luke or Vader. Or... Yeah, a character. And you, and you can't really look at it that way. You have to look at it from yeah. up high. What is the Force striving towards? It's striving towards balance. balance. What is balance? <laughs> yeah, so now we're back. <laughs> so now we're back. So balance... <laughs> again, in the Force is not the same as the balance within the individual because uh, people yeah. just simply can't handle the 50-50 split. It's not possible. You, the dark will take over. If you start it's succumbing... Paradoxical. If even. you start succumbing to your fear, which I think fear is the linchpin in the story. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's what you were saying. So why don't you talk a little bit about what you were telling me earlier about oh, <laughs> how basically the headline is so balance is imbalance yeah basically it seems so within the individual yeah yes within the individual so kind of like i don't remember if we talked about this in the second episode but i was kind of like thinking about how is the force gonna how is the force gonna balance the universe with all these individuals out there who are super scummy and like you got all who don't know anything about the force but are just bad people mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's not like all of a sudden there's gonna be a switch that will be turned on that everyone will realize, oh, wait, you know what I mean? Like, I don't see that. There's, I'm not asking whether or not that that will happen. I'm ask, I'm just kind of thinking about that idea, and that interests me, and that led me to think about, like, what would the balance of the Force look like? You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. And then obviously the question, what is the balance of the force comes to mind. And when I was thinking about it earlier today, I thought about this all today, guys, no need to flex, no need to flex, but <laughs> it's pretty good. So, because I'm like standing over him as he's trying to play some game. I'm like, you really need to think about this. You need to have something to say about this. You okay, can't just uh... <laughs> parrot everything I say. It's not going to be good. And then all of a sudden he's like, hmm, well, the of the forest is probably imbalanced. Like, oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so keep going. Okay. Uh, so in thinking about what the definition of ba- the balance of the force for the individual is, from my own point of view, um, I was kind of thinking back to my, my roots and how I like to think of Star Wars, which is along the ideas of philosophy. So I was thinking about philosophy and like, how could I, which concept that I know about can I relate to this to help best explain or best define the balance? And there is this idea that I learned recently, actually, in one of my classes. Uh, The philosopher who said this, I don't remember his name, I'm sorry. Y'all, I'm sure someone listening to this might know, but um, because this is pretty impactful to our society. and Philosophical fake fan. Oh, geez. <laughs> that was pretty good. I can't lie. That was pretty good. Alliteration. Very nice. Very, very well done. Um, where was I? I lost my train of thought. You don't remember his name, but the philosopher. Oh, yes, yes. So his idea was that um, th- in order for progress, in order for there to be progression with anything in reality, there needs to be... The word he uses is, or the way he puts it is, something must consume something else. So, not assimilate, not, like, become friends with, but, like, practically destroy and, like, beat. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's com- there's competition in the way that he puts it. And I really think that this is an idea that is not only super true, if you look at what reality we live in and how, like, as my mom's saying, like, we need to eat, we need to clothe ourselves, we need to do that, but we choose to do that, and in doing that, we are combating, maybe it's, maybe it's cold outside, we're combating the cold, or we're combating hunger, you know what I mean? There's always this thing that we have to strive to overcome, and I think with the balance of the force, I think that this idea is super interesting when you put it into perspective, in that maybe the force for an, in, in, within the individual the balance within an individual may only be obtained with there being imbalance in that... Sorry, this is, it's kind of complicated. I'm not going to lie to talk about. <laughs> it kind of just like came to my head because it makes sense to me, but it's... Give me some time. I'm trying to figure it out. It makes sense to me in what I already thought. So that's why I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, because, you know... Balance within the individual has to be imbalanced because yeah. you can't handle Exactly that what we're saying. Selfish, balancing, quote-unquote, selfishness versus selflessness is in a way being if you're going to be selfish you are choosing to just to uh come above your light side with your dark side you know what i mean like you're you're choosing to partake in the dark side a little more but that's imbalance you know what i mean mm-hmm. and if you're choosing to be selfless it's the opposite you're choosing to be more on the light side than the dark side for a brief moment as it seems to be but it's i don't know it's like super it it's hard to explain. It's not I'm hard to explain. to explain. I completely understand. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Do you because... want to give like a little bit of, can you like try to explain what I'm thinking? Cause it's hard for me to talk about it. Well, it's a, it's our, it's what I've already said. You cannot. And Qui-Gon says ah, yes, this. Qui-Gon. 
in um, uh, Master and Apprentice, which is a book that oh, yeah. uh, I admittedly have not read the whole thing, but Ooh. I know that there is a quote in there that he's he says basically I I turn to the light because it's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Because I have to yeah, basically yeah, exactly. because if I don't this dark side will gain ground and that's not a healthy individual. Yeah. Yes, you need a certain amount of dark side. Mhm. And yes, you need to acknowledge it and yes, you need to process your own gross dark side stuff mm-hmm. when it is gross. But you cannot let that gain ground. You have to always turn towards the light, mostly, because that's just being a good person. Like, you can't let the dark side take over, as you're saying. Like, yes, it's a constant struggle. And even George Lucas says the dark side is the easy path. Okay. If you become selfish, you then have, um, you know, one goal. You'd want more. And in wanting more, you're going to start to fear to losing it. And okay. once that happens, that, again, fear is the linchpin. Okay, okay. If you can have this dark side <laughs> stuff in you and not be afraid of it, but instead acknowledge it. Um, people, Some people like to use the word embrace, and I don't like that word because I don't think you are, you, you don't want to be like, oh, yes, I'm going to nurture you, dark side, and embrace you. Not oh, really. But- you just need to acknowledge it, process it, understand your own failure and your own tendency to be afraid of whatever whatever it is that you're afraid of. And once you look at it head on and process it and, you know, in real life, go to therapy uh, yeah. and get an understanding of why you have this tendency, everything changes. Once you get a handle on that. Everything changes. You are within yourself balanced mm-hmm. as a human. But as you're saying, that balance is actually imbalanced because you have to, you know, like if you're from gonna... a higher perspective, when you look down at what you're doing, that's what I mean. It is imbalance. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's Im- what I'm saying. Imbalance. Im- not not I am. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, my, I'm a little stuffy, guys. Um, but, um, Anyway, I, don't know, I just it's super interesting. <laughs> I thought I thought when you said that I was like that is the perfect way to describe what I'm saying. Balance within the force is actual balance because it is half light and half dark. Balance within the individual is not, it's not like that. that. Yeah. So but that's my that's my question. So I have a bigger question for you. Why does the balance of the force even matter then? If like what? Because if we're talking that the balance of the force for an individual is to stay imbalanced, but the goal of the force is to achieve balance, and we're saying that the goal of the force is to become fifty-fifty, then I think the I think no, no. Oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm misreading. Not that. at all. Okay, that's what I thought you were saying. Because in nature, like okay, how about maybe let's look at it because you have free will as a individual oh boy <laughs> i know it's starting to get some cons here here we go sticky kantian but i remember george lucas even saying you have free will you have a destiny you can choose to follow it or not okay that's your free will so we're saying the force if we're seeing george lucas's perspective as the force's perspective then the force says everyone has free will 
everyone does have free will, yeah. Okay. From any perspective. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, I guess. But I guess my point is, if you look at, say, just um, animals in mm-hmm. general. Yeah. We don't say that the lion is evil for killing its food. Mm, interesting. Because... Yeah. The lion, we assume, doesn't have a concept. Conscience. Of a conscience of good and evil. Intelligence. It's just trying to survive. Yeah, man. So again, from the lion's perspective, balance is, um, I need to eat. Oh, man. This is so, this is so, these, these topics are so infused with philosophy. I can't take it. (laughs) This is. Aristotle. I know, but we're already at 36 minutes. I know, but man, we're passing up on the stuff I, I want to talk about. I haven't even talked about Mortis yet. So we have to, we can't get, we will do deep dives. If you want to do a, an episode on, a whole episode I'm on. I'm going solo. I'm going solo. Kant, or a whole episode on Aristotle with relationship to Star Wars, please okay. have at okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. Guys. That'll be a, like a, a sub-series. That that'll be do. the series to, to witness. And I'll just get sit ready. here and be confused. Yes. And you can talk all about it. Oh, that's going to be good. But anyway, yeah. going back to the lion, the lion doesn't see this as imbalance because, or we don't see it as the lion being evil because yep. it has a certain amount of selfishness to survive. Mm-hmm. So killing a bunch of animals, fellow animals, or even other fellow lions to protect its own territory or young, Y-O-U-N-G, not yeah. <laughs> um, that, that to the lion, that's perfectly in balance. Mm-hmm. But if we went around killing people to protect our you know, protect our kids, or and we would say, "Well, I did it out of protection." It's like, mm, did you? Yeah, yeah. Or did you know what I mean? It's like because there's a, t- a potential for there to not be good conscience. You know, what I in mean? a human, yes, because we have the gift of a conscious and free will. Yeah. And George Lucas Knowledge. says. Yes, in this in the Star Wars galaxy, same, and but you have a destiny that you can choose to follow or not. I haven't heard him speak on too much on that. On but destiny. On whether or not, like, okay, well, what does that mean? Does that mean that if you don't choose to follow your destiny, it's a bad decision. Or it's a, good a bad decision. decision. Uh, I think in yeah, the realm of Star Wars, I think that's probably the case. Because all the only time you ever hear about destiny. Is almost like when it's weaponized mm-hmm. by Darth Vader. Darth Vader constantly says something about follow your destiny. Mm-hmm. This is you will meet your destiny. Like all this stuff, and I don't think once a Jedi ever talks about destiny, except maybe Obi Wan once, but I can't remember. Yeah, that's so interesting. Luke. But again, that's in the original but it's weaponized. trilogy. It's in the original it's trilogy too. When right? but, we don't have a clear, we have no concept of balance yet. Right, but destiny is. Destiny doesn't really have anything to do with balance. I think those are two different things. I think maybe it does. Okay, well, bigger picture. But if we're just looking at the, if we're looking at the original trilogy, I'm thinking it's interesting how. I'm just saying it's interesting how, from that perspective, from I don't know what it be from the forces perspective, from from my perspective, it's interesting how it seems weaponized. It does. It is very interesting. Which is like, well, is it even real? You know what I mean? That's why I'm saying, like, is Destiny real in Star Wars? It is, because George has said so. I've heard him oh, he say has. it. I, oh, okay. I hear the quote in my head. I'm not sure where that is. It might be in the same video that I talked about earlier. I'm going to be honest with you. It would be super interesting if it wasn't. <laughs> that would be cool. 
That would be cool. I wish he didn't say that. But I also, it you make a good point that it seems like it's the Sith that understand that better. Maybe. Understand what better? That destiny is a thing and you can't. Oh, okay. I, I think what they're saying is you can't fight it. Like for ever. Yeah, yeah, but th- but in that in saying that they're using it as a weapon. They're using it as a weapon of, it's inevitable. You have no choice. Just get yes, it over with. Yes, you know what that I mean? is yeah, for sure. They're trying to make free will. They're trying to get you to hurry up your thoughts and not think too on too hard on what you want to do, but what they want you to do. You know what I mean? It's just like a very easy way to persuade someone to do something. It's yeah. like it's your destiny. Do it. They're minimizing free will. Yes. Exactly. So, um, okay. So, interesting. Very interesting. Okay. So, can we talk about Mortis? Because I think it's crucially yeah. important. Yeah. Not only because it came straight from Lucas. Yeah. Later, after mm-hmm. the prequels, after all of that. Yeah. Um, we get the Mortis trilogy, which I watch on a regular basis, <laughs> yes. like an See addict it many of some times sort. In this household. Yeah. It's. Uh, it's crazy how much I would think about Mortis, but, um, so if, if you haven't seen the Mortis trilogy in the Clone Wars, <laughs> we can't help you. <laughs> please, please. I beg of you go watch it. It's on Disney plus now. Yay. It's in season three. What are the official titles of those episodes? Oh, um, dang. Overlords I... is oh, the yes. first one. True. Uh, Altar of Mortis, I believe is the second one. How do you know this? Um, That's crazy. and the third one is something else of Mortis. I can't remember. I can't remember, but there's destiny season three. Mm, no, I can't remember. Um, anyway, I don't want to dwell on that too much. We got to get to the good juicy stuff. Okay. But in, in Mortis, you have the son who represents the dark side and the daughter that represents Ooh, the, the light sun. Side. Shout out. Another son. Episode two. <laughs> Another son. Um, and his emblem is a son like it's on i have this book hear this book i got it galaxy's edge and it's um red and it has the symbol of the sun s-o-n mm-hmm. on the cover and it looks like a sun s-u-n <laughs> it's so confusing just fyi to go back to our episode two that we just recorded a couple days ago yeah and is out there if you want to listen to it uh yeah. okay so anyways um what i find interesting recently most interesting about mortis is when you pay very close attention to the son and the father and their conversations with each other the father who is the one who is you know supposedly controlling the two of them and keeping them in balance please um (laughs) he he says a couple things to the son that are interesting because if you're looking at the dark side as bad inherently i think mortis will argue with you about that because the father says to the son you're becoming too powerful Mm -hmm. and you know obviously he is because he's starting to act like a grade a jackass (laughs) you know being very mean and trying to kill his dad and then you know just wrecking wrecking the temple fighting his sister and it's crazy he is getting out of control but the reason he's getting out of control is because the force is not in balance in the galaxy the clone wars are happening the jedi have become military militarized Mm -hmm. which was clearly never the intention right 
initially of of using the for the light side of the force to wage war yeah i think about that so it's in, <laughs> the reason the sun is getting out of control is because it's a representation of what's happening in the galaxy right so but the father sa- says to the son you're getting too powerful um and you know that what you're doing is forbidden right so it, it, he, it's like he's implying that at some point everything was cool right everything was in balance the son wasn't getting out of control the son wasn't tr- trying to take over and kill the father and suppress mm. his sister and all of that yeah that's the implication of what he's saying like at some point you weren't acting up you weren't acting out you weren't doing this stuff sure. and everything was okay okay if you read between the lines that's what i'm taking away from the statements that he's making okay which doesn't seem earth shattering, but really when you're thinking about it, it's like, yeah, but when a lot of people have the concept of, and he, and he says a bunch of times, like Sith, Jedi, God, you're a simpleton. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you're a simpleton. You have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Like, knave. Exactly. He, they basically, they make fun of him. It's like, a little bit. this is just nonsense. What you're, the Sith Jedi talk is silly. Mm-hmm. Because that's not what it's about. It's about the force and the balance yeah. in the force being light and dark. If and... only a character actually said that. You know, we, we talk about oh, it so much. let's wait. Oh, we got a oh, movie coming oh, oh, out in right, three days. A, oh, oh, no, I thought you were talking about the uh, the Bendu. But never mind, continue. Because Dee says something pretty close to it. Oh, the Bendu. Yeah. So anyway, Mortis is important. <laughs> Mortis is extremely important. Yeah. And... I could talk. I could do a whole episode or two on it, but because we are pressed for time, because Colin has chosen to have a social life today and uh, has plans, <laughs> we have to speed this up. Mortis watches like a, like a, like a. Oh, what's the? What am I looking for? It's funny. <laughs> Hold on, Mortis. When you watch Mortis, it's like you're watching a visualization of a Bible pro- oh. proverb. Like there's like a like a bit of a Bible verse, you know what I mean? I, it yeah. kind of watches like that. If you watch the three nonstop, it feels like this snapshot of those three episodes as one a snapshot. It's interesting that no one knows that they're even gone. You know what I mean? Like when they come back, yeah. This is what I'm saying. So it's it's almost like a little bit of a a big like religious text. It feels like that. Like it feels like very, a, uh, like this. Like Is hyperbolic, it? like super, like, f- like fictional, but yet, r- but yet. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. And admittedly, I had no idea. Like the first few times I watched those episodes, I'm like, I have no clue what this is trying to say to me. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's I lived in misunderstanding tricky. just for years. Yeah. Years of what Same. the heck the prequels meant, what Clone Wars was trying to say, what mortis was trying to say mm-hmm. it honestly all started falling into place the sequel trilogy in the disney era oh right okay rebels so nice segue oh yeah because uh rebels ended up playing a big part in that in um the bendu yes the bendu again can i just do a whole episode on the bendu i love <laughs> him i love him so much literally barely in the show yet so impactful <laughs> To my life and very um just confusing sometimes the bendu 
Yeah, if oh, you yeah. don't yeah. if you don't understand that perspective of the force, yeah. it's you're just like what what is this dude? <laughs> yeah, it's so what weird. is his game? <laughs> like what is what's going on? But the Bendu Can I say something really quickly about the Bendu? Yeah. This is really short. The Bendu reminds me of the island turtle lion frog or lion turtle thing from Avatar. Oh yeah, you say that all the time. <laughs> Avatar <laughs> like the Last Airbender, not Avatar the Blue. Oh yes, yes. Alien. Avatar the Last Airbender, I believe it's the last season and Aang is like talking to it. And it's the last thing he talks to before like realizing what he has to do. So Yeah. Coincidence, I think not. And um who was involved in Atla? What important Star Wars person? Oh. Mr. Dave Filoni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always forget He that, had man. left way before that because basically Lucas snatched him up after, I think, yeah. season one of Atla because he's like, yeah, you're my dude. It's so good, we'll man. It. I know Zuko. I keep... Prince Zuko. Oh, we, we can talk about that. You mean this Ben can, Solo? <laughs> yeah. This can be another episode, actually. We'll talk about that. Totally. We need to talk about that. No and one knows. I keep giving people assignments, but damn, <laughs> that show is good. It needs to come back. <laughs> I want it. I back. mean, it kind of did in Cora, and uh, you rejected it, so, which was a mistake. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Anyway, continue. We okay. are fifty minutes in. So yeah, watch Outlet. Um, <laughs> no. Okay, so the Bendu says all the time, "I'm, I'm the one in the middle. I don't prefer light to dark. I don't know what you people are doing. That what you're just." Guy leaning toward like you're picking the light side what is that like he's basically saying the same thing mortis was saying when when the sun was mocking them for not understanding yep. the bendu's got the same that same opinion like there's got light that vibe. and there's dark uh-huh. and to deny either makes no sense what <laughs> are you doing with your life about it yeah he basically says to keenan idiot <laughs> what are you doing with your life like the spiders, which are called Krikna, the big giant spiders that the rebels fear yep. intensely, yep. Um, become a metaphor for understanding your, your, your dark side and not giving into the fear. Mm-hmm. Because the Bendu takes um, the holocron. Oh, Kanan gives the Bendu the, hol- the Sith holocron because he knows Maul is after it. And he just wants it to be somewhere where he can't find it. Uh-huh. So he gives it to the Bendu. And the Bendu, later on, you find out, has put it inside the lair in a cave where the Krikna live. Oh, cool. And so... That's cool. We have an actual... We have a Sith holocron in the lair of the Krikna. Which, which makes all the sense. Yeah. Yeah. True. Metaphorically. Metaphorically. So then... um. Ezra has to go in and retrieve it. I can't remember the exact details of why, but he has to go in and retrieve it. And Kanan, who has come to an understanding that fear is the linchpin to his own dark side uh, baggage. Mm -hmm. And he's come to that understanding through the Bendu's guidance. So he basically um, sends Ezra into the cave to get the Sith holocron and and over their um, communicator, they... He guides him to find the holocron. Right. Okay. And um, he won't let him take a weapon with him. Mm. Uh, he said, and Ezra's like, "What are you talking about?" And Kane's like, "Don't worry about it. I yeah. got this." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he guides him to find the Sith holocron by overcoming his fear. Cool. Yeah. Interesting that uh, it's a Sith holocron. Yes, it is. Intriguing. You'd expect it to be a Jedi holocron, right? Wouldn't you? I would say. 
for a Jedi to be guiding you towards without a lightsaber, like, find this piece of knowledge? You'd expect it to be. I'm like, pretty a Jedi sure it was holocron. just. I might be wrong. Maybe it was both the holocrons. Oh. I think it was just the Sith one, though. That's cool. And more. And, like. Forgot about that. I enjoy that more metaphorically. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. That's interesting. Um, so anyway, um, but the Bindu is just like, it's so, he's so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, oh yeah, one other thing. He calls the Sith Holocron the Keeper of the Shadow Lore. That's what he calls it. Whoa. <laughs> so again, we have Whoa. the reference to a shadow. Ah, Carl Young. And I think, uh, another guy, Robert Bly, who I haven't read his book yet, but it's, it, it's, it's just. It's so good. It's palpable. It's palpable. What they're trying to... (laughs) Palpable. It is palpable. (laughs) What they're trying to tell us that this... You can't look at the dark side as being evil. It's part of the nature of the force that you cannot change it. It is just... It just is. Yeah. But the key is to control your fear. Mm -hmm. So again, those, 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 those Bendu episodes between between Bendu and Kanan, it's all about the Bendu teaching Kanan to control his fear of the Kripna. And once he does, he's able to peacefully live without being afraid of them and they don't attack anymore. That's cool. And he keeps saying stuff like, ah, now you see them. Now they see you. Ooh. You didn't see each other before because the fear was in the way. Nice. And now that it's not... I gotta watch that again. I haven't seen that in so long. Oh, man. I watched it a while ago, and I took copious, copious notes about it. I saw. Are you but gonna, I, like, read it? We should read this. You this. know what? It's Let's just do a Bendu episode, because I need to oh, transcribe geez. these notes. The notebook that I used is so awful, I don't even know why I used it. It's like <laughs> this skinny little... It's stupid. Anyway, I got I've been looking at... It's been down here for, like, a week. Yeah, and I was like, "What the heck is this? Yeah, Why is she t- writing about the Bendu?" It's the dumbest notebook choice ever. <laughs> I should not have written in that book because it's so long. There's so much stuff there. Don't write it in that book. Don't be writing in that one. Oh no, I won't. Okay, so anyway, um, oh, here's the other thing that he says that's so. I'm like, ah, there it is. Um, you know how I was saying Seriously. how like the force is fifty-fifty, light and dark. Um, because it is the force, it can it can deal with that. It it just is that way. Yeah. But within ourselves, we can't be because we just can't handle that kind of thing. Yeah. The Bindu actually says when when they're talking about, um, I think Kanan is telling him that Maul wants the Sith and the Jedi holocrons because he wants to bring them together. Mm-hmm. And the Bindu is like, oh no, we can't. <laughs> Don't do that. And he's like, well, why? I thought you said, like, the holocrons were just vessels of knowledge. And he's like, well, they are. Wait. Oh, this is cool. Nope. Let me finish. (laughs) Okay. Okay. They are vessels of knowledge, but they're also much more than that. And if you bring them together, it's going to create a virgence that is dangerous. And again, it's like, Kanan's like, what what do you mean? And he's like, to quote. The Bendu. (laughs) They grant a clarity of vision beyond your kind. So he's basically saying, you can't handle a 50-50 split of light and dark. Dude, there it is. You can't handle it. I, I like, kind of thought this before realizing this was a thing. (laughs) I just want to make that clear to you. (laughs) I kind of was like, but it doesn't make sense. Like, you can't have both. 
at the same time in a person. It's not possible. There it is. Bendu, preach. That's why the Bendu is important. Yeah. He really says a lot of stuff that speaks to the big picture. Yes, man. Yes, man. That is so good. Can I say something, though, that I was kind yeah. of freaking out about when you were talking about this? Mm-hmm. I've had this kind of like ongoing... I've kind of have my own philosophy with life going on right now. I know I, I feel like I talk about philosophy so much, but this is something that I think is extremely pertinent to what we're talking about right now and how knowledge, and if you have too much of it, can be very bad for you and like not help you. It will, because having a certain amount of knowledge will help you until you have too much. And I then then is when I feel like you start like going insane, like you go crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I, you can't I can get handle, on board with that. You cannot handle having the knowledge of all things. Imagine knowing everything. You ever thought about that? Imagine having 100% access to your brain and being able to understand every question and every answer to every question. You can't. Not it's like, possible. It's paradoxical. Exactly. Because questions like, what is life? Imagine knowing the answer to that question. You would poof i feel because it's like a feedback loop you know what i mean like every time you answer a question you have more questions and then every time you answer that one you get more and then it just builds and builds and builds and in the end the limit approaches infinity you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. just you're done so you're you're done so right so that is exactly what i'm talking about right there that's what i like to hear this when they talk about knowledge being like this thing where if you got too much of it because that to me sounds like that that the bender's mm-hmm. like well that's like everything you know what I mean? Yeah. If you have everything, the only way to go is down. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, you're doomed. So, yeah. Yeah. I had actually forgotten that about. he, I had forgotten that he said that until I went back and read my notes. I'm like, oh, well, there it is. Yeah. You as a person yeah. can't handle this 50 50 yeah, yeah, that, that exists in the force. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But you do have to do your best to understand the dark side and not fear it because the fear is the gateway to letting it take you over. And we see that with Luke very clearly. Yeah. That's like the tasting knowledge. That's like what you need. But when you go beyond that and you try to actually like internalize what you've learned and you try to balance something perfectly, you can't, it's not possible. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's something that I think is super cool. And super embedded in reality too and i think that that's what that's kind of like one of the things i really like about where star wars is heading right now is how you can kind of step back a little bit and look at how it's a reflection of our reality like actually Mm -hmm. and i think that's insane. it's metaphorical it really is (laughs) it's like meta it's like meta metaphorical (laughs) it's super crazy okay Bendu important. And yeah. <laughs> I, I know we don't have time to, before we see, oh yeah, let's just talk about for a second what we're doing. We're going to go oh. see, we're going to the AMC theaters, <clears throat> excuse me, a marathon mm-hmm. of all nine movies. We're not going to stay for all nine because yes. we have complications with also seeing it with um, the other two people in our family. But it starts on Wednesday at four o'clock and they are going in episode order as they should. Are they? Yes. Wait. They're starting with the prequels. <gasps> yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Whoa. So cool. That's cool. So then if I, I need approve. to take a nap during Empire and Jedi, that's cool. I've seen those. I know those movies. <laughs> Upside Boo. down and inside out. I'm going to have to take a nap, dude. If we're it's seeing Re- Rise of Skywalker Thursday night twice in a row, Woo. 
My best brain's mom. Gonna... Best mom. Snaps. Best mom. Thank you. <laughs> my brain's gonna be fried. Like I'm not even gonna be able to focus. Um. So anyway, uh, what was my point in saying that? I don't. You just wanted that. to tell. I think people what's coming up. Okay, but us. it had something to do with something. But now I don't remember oh, what. Well, yeah. Um. Because I'm old. Um. Oof. But anyway, let's talk about the balm of the luminous. Oh, dog. For a minute. (laughs) I would love to give it more than a minute, but we're... This deserves more than a minute. It does. Let's... Let me just try to get through it then. So the Balm of the Luminous... I'll let you go. ...is something that is in um, Kevin Scott's audiobook, and now it's actually a a script in print, which Mm. I I can't... I I have weird audio issues. I can't focus on audiobooks, so I was so glad that they released it in print form. Um, Dooku Jedi Lost. Amazing story. It's so good. For sure. And in that book, um, there is a Jedi who is, of course, name I won't remember. But she, I think it's a she, reminds some, I think, Dooku and uh, another person, maybe. I know I'm being very, like, my memory sucks. But I, <laughs> he rem- he reminds them that there was this ritual um, that the ancient Jedi performed. He's all about the rituals. The Balm of the Luminous. Yeah. And they would write words on cloth wrappings and then wrap, literally wrap their arms. That's so cool. With those wrappings. And the Balm of the Luminous says, We call upon the three, light, dark, and balance true. One is no greater than the others. Together they unite, restore, center, and renew. We walk into the light, acknowledge the dark, and find balance in ourselves. For the force is strong. Mm. So they make a point to say we find balance within ourselves. Right. Light is no stronger than, better than dark. Dark is no better than light. Balance, true, is what's important. And they unite, restore, center, and renew. Nice. But you walk into the light while simultaneously acknowledging the dark exists within yourself. Okay. There it is. <laughs> Again, like, Kevin Scott, thank you a million billion times. The, mi- the minute I heard about this, I was like, well, why are we even arguing yeah, anymore about what balance is? True. It's That's right like, there. Yeah. Wait, can I say something I just thought of? Do you think the yin no- understands the yang? <sighs> Man, why you got to go so deep on me? Um, <laughs> Do you think the light knows and understands the presence of the dark? Or do you think it is completely autonomous? I think they have to, they have to understand each other. Okay. Because otherwise, they exist, it would be like Mortis. They know of each other's existence. They appreciate appreciate what the other represents. Mm -hmm. Like the daughter says, my brother's selfish. It's just his nature. I'm not mad about it. She does say it is in his nature. It is his nature to be selfish as it is mine to be selfless. Yeah. She's not mad about it. It just Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. And the only time it becomes an issue is when the dark side decides I'm going to take over. I'm going to amplify that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think they do understand each other because, again, there's a little bit of light in the dark and there's a little bit of dark in the light. 
in the yin yang and also in the prime jedi true true so yeah that's it there it is because it's not like totally black and then the white half it's yep. like there's a white dot in the middle mm-hmm. ah dang it and i thought i had something <laughs> that's an atla too i know man i know it is i and know the dragons it is. i know it's such a good show yeah it's all really good okay so anyway back to balm of the luminous i thought i was on something cool there dang it um Whatever. the word luminous is yeah. important because as we know Light. there is a some sort of top secret project that oh, star right. wars is doing that we're going right. to find out what it is hmm, after the rise of skywalker comes out yes yeah, and it's called project luminous yeah so prediction that project luminous is going to be telling us and explaining and giving us new force lore based on what i assume we're getting a game changing something's going to happen in the rise of skywalker that is going to be a game changer when it comes to force lore okay and so project luminous you know considering what the balm of the luminous is saying to us that it is here here it is here is what the original intent of the force was that project luminous is going to be you know comic book and normal books and and just stuff about because you know i i can't imagine that lucasfilm is lives in such a vacuum that they wouldn't understand that if they are going to change our perspective on the force after 42 years yeah they better have some kind of a, <laughs> they need evidence <laughs> like a, a, a soothing period oh, a of, balm perhaps a balm <laughs> of telling people we did not just pull this out of our butts yeah there is this is what it means because oh man cause... and i also feel like because jj's been he said he's talked to george okay they met with him him and terry both so and probably who knows maybe Kathleen Kennedy too I can't imagine that they would do something like that so game changing and not confer with him about it because there's a lot of people who get on Star Wars like just a brief moment about addressing this there's a lot of people who get on Star Wars about not being good and like people who just don't like Star Wars at all and the reason that I hear mainly can't relate yeah okay well the, the reason I hear mainly for people not liking Star Wars is because people think it's all done in retrospect and it's never planned out and it's always kind of this like loose falling material that is you know do you know you know what I kind of mean like the, the whole Mandalorian series for example I know a lot of people who really don't like that series because it's like well what? why does it exist who are you, you know talking I mean? to no but but it's, it's <laughs> honest like people just don't understand that type of art you know what I mean like, there's okay, a lot of point? people are against the way it's composed, I guess is what I'm saying, uh, in a long-term sense. I'm saying that if they do, with this Project Luminous, if they do what you're saying, and they're going to go through this effort of making this however long journey, 42, you said? 42 years? Yeah, 42-year-long journey of there being constant, like, like weird, retroactive things happening, and you have to fish for this, like, evidence why why things make sense and, like, all this, and, like, form these connections... And it keep having connections then had to be formed in the future. Like, it keep, you got to keep, like, making these connections. I think it will be really interesting if, like, Lucasfilm, for this project, comes out and is like, okay, guys, this is what's going on. <laughs> like, officially, this is it with what all of this is. Here's the answer. And now we're going to give you some little bit, some, like, tidbit stuff that makes it super tasty. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. 
That I mean, that's what I think. That's what I think it is. I could be completely wrong. Right, but we don't know. And I think that, that the huge community out there who, like, kind of, in a way, disrespects the art of these movies, I think it could change, like, if that happens. Because I know, I don't know how many people you know who are like that, but I know a lot of people my age I don't who know. are like, this is not good. I, if people don't like Star Wars and they're looking for reasons to not like Star Wars, nothing's going to change that. No, 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 they're not. They're... They're honed in on the idea that Star Wars is a very retroactive piece. And, or that it seems to be a very retroactive piece. I don't know what you mean retroactive. I don't understand what you're saying. So, like, with the original trilogy coming out first, right? Okay. Episode 4 coming out first. Yeah. If it comes out first, that's kind of, like, the set in stone. Here's where we are. And then they come out with these other three movies that are prequels that kind of change the game a little bit and change the perspective you might have on episodes 4, 5, and 6. What's wrong with that? Well... Not nothing with me to me, but there's a lot of people who kind of like don't like that idea. And now with the sequel trilogy, well, then they're now... watching the wrong franchise because that's what right. it is. Okay, well, hey, hey, I'm not hating on people right now. I'm just trying to like say that I'm not I think hating. I'm just being this could be a kumbaya type of thing. I doubt it because they're just gonna say not again, really. oh, they're just trying to make it work when that, that okay. Well, maybe, maybe, but like I said, if people are looking for reasons to dislike it, they're not gonna stop just because of Project Luminous. I guess. But I don't know. That came to light when you were talking about it. It's interesting. It seems to be very well planned out, though. Yeah. This this angle right. seems... If if that, in fact, is what Project Luminous is about. And that there is some... I mean, I feel like there has to be a game changer of Force lore in this movie. Because, again, the Force is not in balance. It hasn't been as long as we've been watching Star Wars. Right. And that includes post-Return of the Jedi, which a lot of people hate that thought. Yeah. Because they want Return of the Jedi to be the happy ending. And Mm -hmm. Luke is the hero, and that's it. However, to them I always say, well, you can't have your cake and eat it too. If you want a sequel trilogy, something had to have thrown the Force off balance again. Yeah, yeah. And if Luke found balance and was teaching his Padawans that... There would that be no sequel trilogy. <laughs> there would be no sequel trilogy because the Force would be happy mm-hmm. with what was going on. There would be no consumption of the opposition going on. Yeah. So when you look at it that way, and I have no preciousness about Luke and never have. So I think that's why I'm so blasé about the end of Return of the Jedi not being the end. Mm-hmm. Because I have never, A, never really understood that ending. Mm -hmm. Because it's never sat well with me that Anakin is fully redeemed. Right. Seemingly. Mm -hmm. By becoming a Force ghost. Yeah. So it's really never sat well with me. And they just totally push Leia aside. She has no... True. She has no um, agency as far as her relationship with with Anakin finding out that that's mm-hmm. her father and true, again true. there's none of that none of that and then it's weird she, so her fear is never quelled it's yep. never it's never she never gets it mm-hmm. that opportunity to make any kind of understanding with her father about what he did Luke has a little more you know he was there but and he saw it so he has more of an understanding. But again, Anakin dies and we don't, he never was given the opportunity to be like, 
Luke, Leia, I'm sorry. Mm. Enter JJ. Let's go, JJ. And that's <laughs> a huge thing. Like, they never reconciled with him fully. True. And all, you know, so you can't have, again, you can't have a sequel trilogy if everything's hunky-dory at the end of Return of the Jedi. It That'd just, be lame. <laughs> it just, well, it doesn't work. Like, if you look, if you think about it, it doesn't work. Yeah. So everybody who's upset about that, I, I don't, I don't, that, that's fine. I understand why you're upset, but you can't have it both ways. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. And really. so I think a lot of people hold that against the Disney era in general. Like they're, they're tearing down the legacy of what happened in Return of the Jedi. And they don't like that. And I, I yeah. don't begrudge them that. I, I understand it fully. Yeah. Same. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a hard line. Slippery slope. It's a hard line to walk because I do understand that point of view, but I, but on, from my point of view, I'd rather have a sequel trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs> and honestly, I mean, they're tearing down Leia's kind of perfectness also. Mm -hmm. They're making her into a, you know, she made some bad choices yeah. with her son. Indeed. Like really bad choices well i mean i can say i want a sequel trilogy for the fact that there's more that's an excuse for there being more j-dubs in my life but <laughs> which no one anything. should argue against yeah I, yeah no one would what we that. get three more movies of j-dubs they'll make whatever yeah, you like, want it's fine <laughs> you know totally cool yeah all right so i think that's a good note to end on sure we have a sequel trilogy and what that is do with it and that is due <laughs> to the fact that the force still isn't yeah. happy with what's going on yep uh, so we're going to try to put out one more episode after this. It's ambitious because, like I said, we got to go downtown on Wednesday. It's yeah. Monday. We'll try. But I want to do a what do we think is in this movie and can we handle it <laughs> episode of just rapid fire. What are your top five theories? Ooh. What are my top five theories? Do we think they're plausible? Do we actually think they're going to happen or do we just want them to happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a difference between those two things. There is indeed. And... um. You know, hopefully it won't be four hours long. <laughs> I mean, because we got a lot of theories to, to, that we like. And want well, to I feel about. like my theories are theories that are like mostly I want, and that won't happen. Mm, yeah. So I think yours are more like way more plausible than mine. And it will be spoiler free because we haven't. We've actually. Well, I have stopped watching trailers a few weeks ago. I haven't, oh, yeah. and I haven't read any leaks. Obviously, I haven't been watching trailers, so. It'll be spoiler free. It's just what we think will happen. So my, don't be afraid. My ideas will especially be uh, like not influenced by any of the okay, trailers good. I've seen. And if it is, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> so. Okay, cool. You know. All right. So let's run down our social media. Sure. Go ahead. Points. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Unknown Pod. And my personal Twitter handle is at Adjacent. We have an email account. It is unknownregionspod at gmail.com. Colin is on Instagram at Colin underscore MJ underscore Whitlick. And we both have personal Facebook pages if you want to reach out and tell us um, that we are interesting. <laughs> that I'm what awesome. you want to hear us talk about. Stuff that you don't want to hear anymore about, like my haranguing about the forces point of view, possibly. Haranguing? Haranguing. Is that a word? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it means cool. going on and on yeah, ad yeah. nauseum about That's the so fact cool. that the force's point of view is the only point of view that matters. Which you do. It's a certain point of view. <laughs> and it's a big one. Yeah. Okay. In fact, maybe that would be the title of this episode. That's a good one. The force's certain point of view. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll you don't figure like it that? out. <laughs> Jeez, he literally like yeah, made a face like it was gross. Jeez. I don't know about that one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll figure that out. Well, anyway, Colin has places to be. So, hey, Colin. Hey, mom. See you around, kid. See ya. Thank you for listening to Unknown Regions Podcast. The introductory theme for Unknown Regions Podcast was composed by Colin Whitlick and was performed live by a volunteer orchestra. This recording and composition is the intellectual property of Colin Whitlick, but please feel free to hire him for all your compositional needs. He is the composer you're looking for. All the opinions expressed on Unknown Regions Podcast are of a personal nature and in no way reflect that of Disney or Lucasfilm. Thanks again for listening. See you real soon.